check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome everybody to Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by Pro Taper, Get Maxxis Tires 100%. We're live. It's 11 a.m. Pacific, Thursday, June 27th. Five rounds down in the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. Round six coming up this weekend at the WIC. Pat Botten will be there. Scotty Cotter. All the NESC regulars will be at the Southwick National this weekend. Looking forward to it. Always a good race. Lots to talk about when it comes to the series. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. 702-586-7857. If you want to uh, call in and talk to our guests or talk to me about the uh, Luke Soil Pro Motocross Championships, MXGP Series, uh, Canadian Motocross, or Supercross, or 2020 Silly Season. Yeah, give us a call, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys listening. All right, let's get into this thing. Fly Racing, flyracing.com on the web. They have much more than motocross gear. They have mountain bike stuff. They have watercraft stuff. They have a whole line of hard parts. They have snowmobile stuff, even though it's June. They have it all. Flyracing.com. Please go there. Check it out. There'll be something you want. Go to your local dealer. Grab the Fly Racing catalog. Smack them over the head with it and order a bunch of shit from Fly Racing. Flyracing.com, everybody. Zach Osborne, Blake Baggett, just a couple of guys rocking fly, but they haven't forgotten their privateer roots either with guys like Ben LeMay. So thank you for them for coming on. JGR Suzuki, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky Worldwide. Use ProTaper. ProTaper.com, 7-8's bar. The Fusion bar where you can uh, adjust the crossbar uh, to be open or to be solid. Pretty neat idea. They have the, they have the original bar that the, uh, they patented back in 1991 with no crossbar. Remember when that thing came out? Super, super, super sweet. Uh, micro line as well on the KJSC. Little people, little kids have little hands. They're little people, and they, have, uh, they need little grips and little bars and little throttle tubes. And the KJSC guys use the micro line from Pro Taper, and so should you if you have a little one. Please check into it. It just gives you better control of the motorcycle. Thank you, Get Get. Aaron Plessinger back this weekend for the Monster Yamaha team. Running Get. Justin Barsha as well. A lot of teams use the Get data loggers. Two- and four-stroke ECUs. Uh, they have the Get SOS that Dan Truman has talked about that you can put on your dirt bike, put on your mountain bike or whatever, and uh, it'll dial 911 uh, for you if uh, you don't pick up your motorcycle or bicycle after a certain amount of time. Really neat little gadget. So uh, please check them out, the Get uh, SOS system. Uh, also, we want to thank the folks at Maxxis, MXST, developed by the King Jeremy McGrath. He's got it on the back of a KX500 up in Mammoth this weekend. Uh, AJ Catanzaro running the tires in Supercross, making main events. Thank you, Maxxis.com. I know you usually pass over Maxxis when it comes to looking for a high-end performance tire for your dirt bike, but check out these MXSTs. 
They're great. Uh, thank you, 100% as well. The new Omega goggle from 100% offers unparalleled dominance for the modern racer, bringing ultra HD lens clarity to motocross. Omega, the pinnacle of vision technology from the folks at 100%. Webb, Sexton, Ferrandis, Moosecan. Shit, a ton of guys in the pits are running 100%. Ride100%.com. Use the code MOTO60 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. Uh, so thank you for those folks for coming on board. Thank you for calling, 702-586-7857. We have a few lines still open. We are giving away a Fly Racing Roller Grande bag today. This is their big one. You can uh, basically put everything you need in this thing. So uh, maybe we'll give away some Max's Mountain Bike tires as well. Um, Jason Thomas will join us later on the show. He's out uh, hawking Fly Racewear. But in studio from uh, Fly Racing and uh, does a correspondent for Vital MX as well. Chris Cooksey, what's up, man? How are you? What up, Steve? How are we doing? Thanks for coming in. Dude, I love it. I've, I've never been on this show. This one's pretty badass. I listen uh, to it almost every week. Yeah, it's a, it's a little pre-show. It's an hour long. It's in. It's out. We get a lot of phone calls because I think people are at work. And I got nothing better to do, so they call in. Uh, thank you for bringing me Starbucks. That's the that's the um, the price for doing the show. Starbucks, Fair enough. One Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there in the corner with his usual unbridled enthusiasm. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hey, Steve. How are you? Great, thanks. Hey, so next week, you brought this to my attention. Next yes. week, Thursday, is July 4th. Yes. We're going to go on Wednesday next week. Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Because uh, that's the third. It's America's so you, holiday. You Americans. Yes. We won't do a show for you Americans on the 4th. Us um, Americans appreciate your Canadian self giving us our holiday. I would do a show on Canada Day, though. I just want everybody to know that. I would. I but but you Americans want to uh, light bombs off and shit on July 4th hey, and, and yes. barbecue with your family. So we're going to do it Wednesday next week. Yes. I just want to say, I, I've heard tits on, on the radio, and what I pictured you looking like is not even what you look like. This dude is like rugged MacGyver looking. He's bad. <laughs> I, I thought he was kind of like laid back. I pictured maybe glasses. Like dude. Travis? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like nerdy, like real yeah. like Uber door dude, type you're like thing. Wow. Brock Tickle, MacGyver combo. Yeah, rugged. Right? The, rugged. The, rugged. The, yes. the name I like rugged. it. Rugged has never been a description for this legendary ever. <laughs> but, it is but, now. But he'll take it. It is yeah, now. He'll take Absolutely. It. I love uh, it. 702-586-7857. Uh, we're going to give away the Fly Racing Roller Grande gear bag. And, and as somebody that works for WPS Fly Racing, Cooksey, uh, you know this bag can pretty much hold everything you need. Dude, it's so good. I've actually put my kids in them and just messed around. Oh, there we go. Extremely durable. Uh, it, it's a good bag. If you look at some of the bags out there, that one, for price and what you get, it's hard to beat. Fantastic. Uh, all right, we got some phone calls still to take. we got Jason Thomas coming up. But, okay, so a couple of news uh, coming up for this weekend in Southwick. Uh, Freddie Norn is in at JGR. Chiz is out. Uh, um, RIP Chiz's Nationals. Uh, Fast Freddie Norn is in. And uh, Aaron Plessinger coming back this weekend, we believe. I haven't confirmed that yet. Christian Craig is out. Uh, but first of all, Norrin to JGR. Look, uh, it's it's going to be it's good for Freddie. He doesn't have to work on his own bike anymore. He's going to get paid a little bit of money to be a fill-in guy. But dude, he's been a Honda guy forever. He's jumping on a factory Suzuki bike that he may or may not be that comfortable with, and his results may or may not be that as good as on a Honda. And so, JGR is probably going to get hammered on this move when Freddie does not replicate his amazing ride from WW Ranch. Well, and it's not just WW. At Paula, he went 9-9. So he's been good during this year. I don't see the upside. I Honestly, for JGR, I don't see the upside. I, I mean, if he goes out and gets seventh, is that really... I mean, do they have sponsors that are on the hook? That are they? What's the what's the purpose here? I don't understand it. And I love it for Freddie. I do. But. Yeah. Right. Well, they they need a rider, right? And I guess they weren't. I mean, chi- here's the thing. Like, 
I understand she is struggling. Like he after he rode Hawaiian Supercross and then did nothing. He got on the bike one day and went to High Point and and sucked. Uh, then he tested a few times, two or three times, got the bike feeling a little better. The heat got to him in a second moto at WW Ranch, but that it got to twenty other guys too. He wasn't doing that well, but he would have gotten better. He gives you max effort. It just wasn't happening for him. So I do think they pulled the plug on Chiz a little early. But it, but but the results weren't great. Yeah, I don't know. I stay with Chiz. He's going to get you ten to twenty. That's what Chiz does. He's going to get you there. But with Freddie, it's just really rolling the dice. A guy, when when has a guy changing bikes week with six days in between? When has that really worked out? Well, it it yeah. I, I think it'll be a rough Southwick for him. And I honestly, I think I don't know how quick he can get up to speed on it. I I really don't. I mean, it. We'll see. He's he's in shape. He never gives up. He, you know, all of that stuff for Freddie. We love him for those reasons. But uh, this is what's going to happen. Is he's going to not do as well, and JGR is going to get lit up on social media and in forums and everything else. It's, and I feel sorry for him, but how, how is Freddie going to exceed what he did at W Ranch? I can't see it. I can't I, see it. I don't either, because it gets really deep up. I mean, he's going to have to beat some really big names. But So, JGR. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the title sponsor. Last time I was in here, you said they were close to getting the title sponsor. Do you know what's going on with that? Is it closer? Uh, I think there's a reason Isaac Teasdale is on a full JGR bike as okay. a privateer. He's under their tent. Oh. He has a sponsor he's bringing to the team starting next year. Casino sponsor. Very cool. Yeah, okay. so I, I think that's what's going to happen. There will be Cherokee Casino, I think it is. And Teasdale, because he brought this to the team, will have a ride. And and I'm okay with that. Teasdale is a good rider. Uh, you know, he's not he's not elite or anything like that. But, hey, he brought the money, so he gets a ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. totally okay with guys buying rides. If you can bring money and keep it going and add value, go for it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to watch for uh, Fast Friday and see how he does. Um, so, JGR, they're making all these weird moves. Why does nobody look at their manager? Every other sport, the manager gets hammered. How come J, how come J-Bone's not getting hammered? Uh, it doesn't work like that in our sport. It doesn't, you know, it's mostly rider, right? Should it's, it, though? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think that the NASCAR crew chiefs pay the price. Not really. They, they, they let go uh, Tony Stewart's guy a couple years ago. Uh, that was a big deal because like, they were buddies forever and Tony was struggling. But by and large, the crew chiefs don't switch around a lot You know, when a driver's struggling. I think that's a motorsports thing. Like Motorsports guys don't pay the price like they would in stick and ball stuff. You know? Yeah. And what's Jay Boone really going to do? You know what I mean? Uh, some of his choices have been sketchy. Like, would I have given Hill that deal? Hell no. <laughs> no way. You know? But hey, you know what? Pike thrived with him. Pike took his game to a new level. Yeah. You know, under the team. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's there's been some misses for sure, but I don't I don't uh, yeah, I don't see it being falling back on J Bone. Right or wrong, we don't do that in our sport. Yeah, you know? I was just wondering this many years, that many riders, they've had James Stewart, they've had some good guys Barsha. and just Barsha. But then you look at like RCH had a title. I mean, there's other teams that have been on that type of a level that have gotten it done and are here and gone, but they're still here, and it's just it's just strange, puzzling to me that, that nobody's looked at it or restructured or searched for something, I guess. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but everyone likes you know, Jaybone. Maybe that's so, why. So, you know, Tyler Keefe is having a terrible year at TLDKTM. It's, it's not gone well. Would you let him go? But I wouldn't. I mean... I probably wouldn't, but I'm just wondering why it never gets discussed or talked about. I do think if, if McElrath goes to star... Uh, you got to look at Fire and Tyler Keefe because that's that's garbage. Because he let him sit out during Supercross to maintain eligibility. Now he's going to go to your competitor. Yeah, but Dude, how's that? Keith's, how's that Keefe's problem? They have he, a right he totally, to match. He totally covered for him. 
Well, yeah, but I mean that's just that's just I mean, bad. it's a I, bad look. I think it's that has strained relationships between Shane and Tyler a hundred percent. But but at the end of the day, TLD had the right to match, and they didn't. You uh. know, all these contracts are written up with a right to match, right? So, um, so they must be like, hey, we're either star crazily outpaid for Shane, which I don't think that's the case. Or TLD said, you want to leave, we're going to let you leave if you want to leave. But they didn't have to, you know? Yeah, but, just, dude, it's a bad look. If he does not win the title, he's going to get destroyed in the forums, McElrath. If McElrath doesn't win the title. If he does not win the title right, after right, doing right, the switch, right, right. he's putting himself under the gun. Right, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Aaron Plessinger coming back this weekend. Um, tough race. He's been out since Daytona a long time ago. Might be a rough start for AP. Dude, those, those heels... They're they're tough, and I heard his was pretty bad the way it it, it broke. Oh, see, I heard it was okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard it was pretty dude. The way the heels shaped, I, I'm, one of my good buddies is a foot doctor, and he kind of showed me the diagram of what it would look like and any sort of a fracture. But if he had to have surgery and have it reconstructed like that, mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah. Well, uh, look at Tim Ferry, guy I know well. Went through a lot with his heel. So Dude. yeah, yeah that pretty much ended him, right? Yep, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, you're right about that. There's definitely some issues with that. Uh, let's go to the phone calls. Uh, first up is Andres. Andres, you want to talk about Forkner? Yeah, how's it going, Steve? Good. What's up, man? How are you? Good. Quick comment. First of all, the intro music to this show is awesome. I may or may not have stolen it for a ringtone on my phone. I think it's uh, Swiss Core put it together. So uh-huh. you don't have to ask him on Twitter what it is. But I think it's corrosion of conformity. Does that sound about right? Well, I, I turned it into a, a ringtone already, so oh, that's, okay. that's what I get on my All right. phone. Yeah, so. fantastic. Good, good to hear. Cool. So just wanted to ask, uh, you know, with Fortner actually admitting to looking for the limit during practice, and it obviously came back to bite him this year, well, moving forward, do you think this injury and how much it cost him will give him the, the experience and maturity everybody always talks about, or will he still have that just-send-it attitude even when it doesn't count? Uh, good question. What do you think, Cooksey? I, I think my, myself, before, sorry, after I ask you what you think, then I, ask, <laughs> then I jump in. I, I don't think he changes. I think he wants to, and he will with age. I don't know that it's going to be in the next two years. I, I, I mean, I talked to him. I said, dude, you literally scare everyone in practice. And he's like, well, i got to find the limits, and I only have a certain amount of time. And I'm like... Yeah, but you can work through the night. You got heat races. He, yeah, he's just, I don't know. Well, how old, what's he, 20? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Two, two to three years, he'll figure it out. Until then, we're probably going to see more of the same. Man, it's just you would think that he has people in his corner that would tell him, dude, this is how you grow up as a, as a racer, right? They I do. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think that comes naturally. Like Cooks, you said, with age, it'll come with age, you know? So, right. Yeah, I, I think it'll be there. Just he's got to figure it out for himself first, you know, and you can always – tame down the speed that he's got so which is pretty good you know so yeah all right sounds good thank you guys thanks for calling appreciate it fly racing moto 60 show presented by get pro taper maxis 100 percent uh use the code moto 60 at checkout at ride 100 to save 25 percent on casual apparel and accessories 702-586-PULP give us a call lots to talk about all right so the heat got to roxon this weekend we finally saw that um he did crash and maybe he hit his head so we're not I don't know if we're 100% sure that the Heat got to Roxon because he did crash. However, it didn't do him any favors. I w- this weekend will be sand. It'll be a tough one again. Interesting to me. Again, I'm going to be watching Kenny. Yeah, well, and you talk about the crash. When does Kenny make mistakes like that? I'm thinking the Heat might have got to him and caused the crash. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it, you don't heal from something like that until the off season. He needs a couple months to really take IVs, hydrate, rest, stay on the couch, Unfortunately, I don't see it getting much better. If he can manage, I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Tomac's really good at Southwick. This just in. <laughs> um, shocker. Tomac's the only guy that beats Tomac this weekend. Yeah. Uh, they're all racing for second. Well, I don't know, though, but look at his start. How It was 18th after, after Moto 1 at WW, and he couldn't come through. Dude, that first one. Okay, I have a theory on the first moto. Okay. Uh, another Tomac theory. Shocker. He was. He knew it was hot. Everyone told him it was hot. All the other dudes are training in Florida. They probably told him, dude, save energy, make both motos. The problem is, is he went so slow, Norrin passed him, yeah. and he was trying to get it going, and he just never found his rhythm. But I think he was trying to conserve energy. I don't think he had one of his moments. Right, right. Um, and and he to be and he's only ridden that track the USGP, so you know he doesn't have a lot of time on it. Southwick, he knows well. He's got yeah. to feel good. It Marv goes good there though. Marv, Marv rides, is fast. Marv rides, the battle they had last yeah, year. And they Marv were just, rides Southwick really well. So. I'm going to look for Eli to be really good again this weekend, Shocker. But then I'm going to be watching Kenny to see how he does. And Osborne, Anderson will be right in the mix. Baggett, I don't know which Baggett will show up. I have no idea. Dude, it's so funny how Baggett has pretty much gotten a pass, but he's probably worse than Tomac with this Jekyll Hyde thing. Well, his highs aren't as high, right? So he, it, you know, he, Correct. He, 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 so it's, you're but his right. his lows are definitely lower. He, he's just not, he, look, Blake's a national champion and he's a great rider, but he is not on Eli Tomac's level. He has won... Three 450 outdoors and yeah. one Supercross, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, Tomac has God, I don't yes. even know. So, yes. so the, to me, they're not the same guy. Yes. But, but Blake's high point win was just out of nowhere. Really out of nowhere. That was See weird. See you later. That was weird. But he's that good. I, 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 I don't know. I think Blake, he's struggling with some, like, nagging injuries. And he's getting older. And he's talked about his wrist being degenerative. I wonder if it bothers him sometimes and doesn't. And that's how we see that. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. He, uh, God, he's so up and down. It's just it's it's got to drive Forrest Butler and Michael Byrne just crazy. Yeah, what do you do? Right, because you know the the thing is is like, hey, he's banged up. He's banged up. He crashed. He's banged up. We heard a lot of bikes set up for him. Uh, not happy with the bike, Hangtown stuff, and bikes terrible. Blah blah blah. But when you go out and win the high point, that's the worst thing you can do if you're Blake Baggett. Because now everyone's like. Well, no matter what happens on setup or health wise, you're good. You want yeah. a moto, so stop. You know, I don't want to say excuses, but our excuses are running out here. Yeah, and I, I mean, we always talk about reasons, setup. Our reasons. Setup matters. It does matter. My point is, these guys that are on the factory teams, they have enough resources to make that bike exactly how they want it. So don't blame setup. Don't act like this is this mysterious thing that is wrong. It's not your fault. If your setup's off, that's your fault. It's been ten years of setup. Then you years. suck at setup, and maybe you. No, should. I don't mean. But, but, I, mean, but I mean, that's oh, riders part in general. Of it. Riders yes, in general. Yeah. Oh, look, the factory teams can get you ninety percent there. Yeah. With everybody that's standing around, that's super smart. You got to figure out the rest. And if you're waiting for a bike that works perfect in all conditions, you're going to keep waiting. It's never going to happen. Well, or if you throw everything so. in the kitchen sink at it right before the moto, you don't know what the bike's going to do. Then you yeah. become uncomfortable. Just sometimes it's better to ride a bike that's not perfect and. A, the one thing about motocross is you can adapt your riding. Well, adapt your riding. Yeah, it's not road race where you have perfect no. track conditions every time. So. Again, when you come up and you hey, hey, my bike's not working well in this in this switchback, well, Moto Two, that switchback is going to be totally different, or m- not totally different, but a, a very much so different. So but, adapt to that. You yeah, know? adjust your body yeah. position. Yeah. Use yeah. a different throttle control. Uh, I was talking, to, you know, Dang. He was telling me when Jason Lawrence would practice, he never really did much. So he'd give him a bike with a lot of top end. He'd come back, the clutch was fried. He'd give him bottom end. He never touched it. He just, he, but he didn't even know the difference. Yeah. But he changed his style to adapt to the bike. Yeah. Yeah, no, I believe it. Uh, Osborne, Anderson, and Muscan have been, you know, slightly, uh, even though Marv won WW, they've been slightly behind Tomac and, and Roxanne, and we've been talking about it on our, on our various shows, and 
right when I think Zacho's taking the step to separate himself, Anderson steps up or Marv steps up like this weekend. So those three guys, I don't know who's going to be the next guy. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I, I've just given up from weekend to weekend. They're that close. Well, I can tell you if it's going to be hot like that, go ahead and just give it to Osborne. That dude, what an animal to come towards the end of those motos and, and eat up Marv and get second. But at the first of motos, what's happening? Because it's not like he's getting bad starts. They're passing him. He doesn't. Yeah. And he. he yeah, you, his first laps, his first lap, both motos in WW weren't good. Yeah. yeah. If, if it was a GNCC and he was going an hour, he'd, he'd dominate. <laughs> uh, do you like one of those guys to emerge? Marv. Marv is definitely, well, gosh, but then Anderson just surprises me. I'm, yeah. Everything he does, I, I'm surprised he rides outdoors, let alone is kicking ass at it, especially after that badly broken arm. Right. Um, I, I think, yeah, I'm with you. I can't really decide which guy. They go hot and cold. But Marv has the pedigree. I mean, Marv has been second in the points two years in a row, and, you know, he's beaten Tomac straight up a few times. So. Yeah. I say, you know. without a doubt, Marv's the guy out of those that could pull ahead and become the next contender. Right. You know, if if Roxon flounders a little bit with his illness, yep. Eli does Eli, and Marv has a couple good rounds, he's right in it because he's not that far out on the points. What's he like? Uh, I I, don't, I think he's pretty far back. I don't well, he's at one eighty four, and Tomac's at two fifteen. So a couple of bad motos, it's yeah. nothing. Which which could happen. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're heading into halfway. Uh, what I think is cool though, it's for, for the four fifty class is the, is this parity, this depth. Like you look at you look at the top two, Tomac and Roxon, they've been slightly better. Then we cover the guys we just did. We had we had a Blake Baggett in there. That's six guys. I don't ever remember it being like this outdoors. It usually separates to where you get three up top, and then. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting you're right. or whatever. Yeah. It seems to be pretty good right now. Um, would I take Tomac and Roxon a little over those guys? Yes, yeah, slightly. Yes. But not not a lot. Not a ton. No, in the right conditions and a right start, any of those yeah. guys can win. I, I mean, if you told me any of those guys got a moto win, I'd be like, oh, yeah. cool. I yeah. wouldn't be shocked. Well, we just saw Baggett, right? And if he, Baggett can win. And, and take Baggett's off, probably right. the lowest of that right. group that we right. just talked about. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, and don't look now, but I talked to Barsha after WW Ranch. He had his best race of the year. Uh, he's been hurt and banged up, and I talked to him at uh, WW Ranch, and he said, wrists aren't an excuse anymore. I'm good. And he's going into Southwick where he's won before. So I don't, I don't know, though, if he can beat those five guys that we just listed. He can beat Blake, I think. Maybe a third for Barsha uh, at this that's place? Pretty, I don't know if he could get third. I would say... He's gonna. He might run third for a while, but I'm right. looking. If I had to pick Barsha, I would go top five. Um, you know, he did. He did get his setup right. <laughs> yeah, you know, apparently he tested all week. He said so. Yeah, before the heat. Yeah, yeah I listened to your interview. Yeah, that yeah, was... yeah. It makes a lot of sense. But you know what? It, it is. If, if he's comfortable, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So Barsha's coming to his favorite place this weekend. So. What about his teammate Plessinger? I guess you said he's racing. I didn't know he's racing. Uh. What. Where do you put him? Have you heard how he's riding? He's been riding for I, a while I, now. I think this one will be a tough one for him. This will be a tough one to get, get to get going. You know, I just, uh, you know, his heel, like we talked about his heel. So not a great place to come back to. Uh, he's a two handicap in Pulp Mex Fantasy, and I think that's about right. Cause, yeah. Because he's not beating those six or seven guys. So then he's in the Dean Ferris, Barsha, Norin battle. Well, I, w- I would say he's a two handicap at a regular national at Southwick with these locals. You might want to put him at a five. Yeah, Chris Canning. Dude, he's good. Yeah, Chris well, Canning. Well, and I, I, I hit up uh, Keith Johnson, yeah. and he told me Ryan Dowd and Eric Grondahl. Yeah. 
Watch those two. Uh, Grandal was surprising, but I'm like Grandal qualified those... really well last year. But 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 um, does he have the endurance to do two two thirties? I don't know about that. I would assume he's been doing pretty good locally. I don't know. Yeah. That's what right. If Johnson said it, I'm gonna go ahead and roll right, with it. Right. He knows those dudes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, Canning's always been a solid pulp mix fantasy guy. Like last last couple of years. So, um, so yeah, AP. Just hey, Aaron, get tenth and then go on to uh, Red Bud and just keep keep getting better. You know what's weird, though, is in his interviews, he says, I don't want to come back and get 10th. I want to come out and show what I can do. Who said that? Plessinger. Oh, okay. So I don't well, know. I got, I got news for him. <laughs> Dude, yeah, jumping in the middle of an outdoor series. Yeah. You know, we're talking about this weekend. Is there one that's not going to be tough at this point? No, probably not. You got a break after uh, after Redbud. So yeah. you got a week off. Uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We got a few lines open. Uh, brought to you by Get Pro Taper Maxis 100%. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. We're giving away a, a Grande Roller gear bag uh, from the folks at Fly Racing f- to a lucky caller today. So uh, please check it out if you want and uh, check it out on the web and then uh, call in. All right. So uh, still sticking with 450 class. So Canning will be up there. Savachi has been bad, good, bad. Through the three rounds, he's been. Uh, last week, his hands were tore up really bad. He could barely hang on, I guess. Uh, and I'm sure the heat was, wasn't doing him any favors either. High point was okay. And his first race at Colorado didn't go the way he wanted to. So, Savachi will get into the Barsha-Ferris battle eventually? He could actually go the next group up. You think? Yes. And I, I wouldn't be shocked if he was fifth to third this weekend. Uh, he's he's that good. He was there in Supercross. He's got the confidence. Let me ask you this. Is his deal at Honda done? Because that probably has a lot to do with how hard he pushes. Mm, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it's done, and I don't think it's – depends on how hard he pushes. I, I don't, I don't I, see that. I do think that's extra incentive, though. If that deal's not done, he's got to still show that he can be the guy. If he goes out there and lollygags, and then his, his agent goes in on Monday, hey, we, you know, we want this enormous amount, right. it's not going to go well. Right. Well, for me, when, it, when you talk about the Savachi thing a little bit, I – uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Roxon and Savachi, I heard, got into it pretty good over, oh, at Lakewood, when Joey was a lapper. Joey got lapped at Lakewood, yeah. and Roxon got, he got in his Roxon's way or whatever. So there's lots of beef between those two, I heard. Rumor has it. And if that's the case, you know, hey, Kenny, we're thinking about Joey signing Joey. Kenny could be like, I hate the dude. And then that's it. That's all really Kenny has to say, right or wrong, thumbs up or thumbs down like the gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's all that matters for that teammate, that spot. Honda would never sign somebody that Kenny says. Now, Kenny's a mature guy. It could be just a weekend beef, but I know there were there were anger there between them. So that'll be interesting to watch I don't because uh, I don't think the deal's done. Dude, if Honda doesn't sign Savachi, they're stupid. And Savachi well, also okay. needs to go ahead and just fire well, his agent if he doesn't well, get on that bike. What about Dean? Would, I heard Dean's pretty Dean? much re up. Well, yeah, I would. But Dean's, I heard he's staying at Husky, right? I don't know. I don't know, but the upside of Savachi for me is higher I, than Dean. I yes, agree. I agree. So if I'm if I'm his agent, I say okay, well, you know, let's just maybe even take a one year deal, go to Honda, because I think he's a guy. I think with his style, he can break through in the 450, and I don't, he could win races. If you're Savachi, though, you got a one year deal from Cowie, and you and you lost your eye because AC's moving up. I don't take another one year deal. I'm I, I tell the I tell JGR or Honda, I need two years. I got to have two years. But if they're signing you for such a low amount, 
just take a one year at more money and go for it. Roll the dice. How, ah. do, you, do, you, do you think you can win? If you think you can win, you do it. I get it. It's a big risk. Yeah. But it's, I think he's earned a two-year deal. I think he's earned it with his rods. I absolutely. Do. I think he's earned it. So to me, I, that's that's the point where I think you draw a line in the sand. And you go, look, I, I deserve two years, man. I do too, but uh, it's a buyer's market. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be interesting to to watch that uh, play out and see how it goes. I, I To me, Rockstar are morons if they let Dean go. Like, there's so much Agreed. money there. And Husqvarna, look, I know there's cuts with Husqvarna, and they, they, you know, they lost the 250 spot, and I get all that. Hewitt had to let Dean go because of Osborne's deal. and I get all that. Look at what Dean brings to your team. There's got to be a way between Rockstar and Husky to get that him back on that team. Like, well, you're... you're Especially Rockstar. They're such a social company. Like, you got to post so much stuff in social. They blow their guys out if they don't post the right social. So if you want social, Dean Wilson is social. Dean should have social on the back of his pants. Him and Roxon are the two social guys. Yeah. If you want, you, you won't find a better guy right. for that. So, so I, know, I, 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 know totally Rox, I know Rockstar loves that shit. So if you love that shit, put him on there. If they don't put him on there, I, I, yeah. I don't seriously. Know. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? He's definitely shopping. I know that. So, and JGR is going to have a spot. Maybe two. Ugh. I know. I'm with you. I I hate bashing on Suzuki because, I, I don't know, they're trying hard. But the bike is essentially an 06 Honda. It's just not good. It's fine. I think the bike is fine. Um, really? I do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 250 or 450? Both. Mostly well, 250 is horrible. But I don't 450, know if it's horrible. It's but... still tough, man. It's just you're going to... You're going to a gunfight with a knife. Roxon won a national championship on that bike, or not that bike. He wasn't a, competing a against the current generation of KTM, Husqvarna, Honda, and Cowie. Those are good. I mean, I don't if, know. If you take those bikes back against Roxon, it's probably a it different goes, story. It goes back into my setup thing. That Suzuki will get you 90% there. That Suzuki will get you 70%. Of <laughs> okay, all right. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, 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 debate that another time. So, uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. We've got some lines open. Jason Thomas coming up shortly. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get. Uh, Pro Taper Max is 100%. Chris Cooksey in studio for this show. Trying something different. We'll see how it goes. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, uh, Benny Bloss. I think will be do well again. He's going to get better. Uh, Bowers is on the Pulpamex uh, KX450 this weekend. I saw that. It looks yep. good, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm stepping up. I'm supporting a privateer. I told Wygant, listen, jerk off you better say bowers is on the pulpamex cowie this weekend and we just like well you're an idiot because last week he was a privateer of the week on the show yeah and this week he's not i'm like oh. <laughs> so typical pulpamex i missed my window well that's that, that's, that, that's awesome that's, that's that you happens. you help a privateer something you've never done before right oh yeah yeah i've never yeah, yeah, never, never helped privateers never, never done anything no, no. no bonus structures no, no, no never never at all so no, no it'll be it'll be fun to see uh, bowers out there i told him if i get in on time on friday night i'll even take him and his uh, mechanic to dinner we'll do the whole sponsorship deal oh wow you know yeah 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 no that's what happens so uh be interesting to watch uh okay so 250 class this i wrote about this in my column this week on racer x online AC salvaged the day at uh, at the ranch. Uh, he wasn't feeling good. The heat did get to him. Um, and something Nick Way brought up on the Pulp Mech show on Monday night about Adam's sand results never being that good, despite being born and raised in Florida, right? Um, and I looked him up. And, okay, look, it was a long time ago because, you know, he's been hurt a lot, so he hasn't made every Southwick. But he got a ninth, a 10th, and a 14th at Southwick. Yeah. In his career. That's a good point. My thing with Adam is... He's got this newfound maturity, but not all the time. I mean, we saw it in Supercross in flashes. Now that he got pretty well dominated last week, is he gonna is he gonna t- 
take a third again, or is he going to do have an Adam moment? I'm I'm a little I'm concerned to see what he does. I think those Adam moments are gone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> really? After Supercross, well, you think they're gone? I, I I hope you're right. I do because that, that sucks. Those I, are brutal. Savachi at Vegas years ago, that was a meltdown. Okay, that was a pressure getting to you meltdown. Adam was fine in third, riding okay. Nobody wasn't holding anybody up, and he crashed. No, you know, so he like, he, you know, that's he, there's a little difference to me. No, he looked back over the triple. The same, I was watching him the same lap he crashed, and I was sitting with the great Andrew Short. He looked back, and I looked at Shorty, and we go, "He's managing." Oh shit! And then he made the mistake. He started thinking instead of racing, and yeah, it was a mistake. Yeah, and you can call it a choke of a different kind. Savacci's was just a pure traditional choke, but it was a mistake induced by thinking. If he had just raced forward and not managed the gap, he probably wouldn't have crashed. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but thinking is, is okay at times. But okay, so I think like this weekend, at w, or this past weekend at WW, Adam did what he had to do. He had heat from Hunter Lawrence in one moto, um, restood it, and got a third, and lost a few points, but that's what the national championships do. And you ask Carmichael or any of those guys, you know, that's what you do. On your bad days, yeah. you get a third, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And that's where the whole Tomac thing puzzles me. <laughs> because Dude, his bad days crazy. are, you know, seventh. Anyways, so this is a big weekend because Ferrandis is going to go really good. Ferrandis is unbelievable at Southwick. He has to win. It starts maybe prevent him from winning. Cooper's good at Southwick. It's good in the sand. You know, we and saw those Yamahas are fast. Oh, that they, helps yeah, in the they're, sand. They're fucking ridiculous. Um so this weekend is huge, I think, for Adam. We're going to be halfway. This is the halfway point of the series. He hasn't had results at Southwick. Let's see what happens. And even though he's won four out of the five rounds, his point lead's not enormous. I mean, he's got 222. Cooper's at 204. Dude, yeah. that's less than a moto. Yeah. And Ferrandis is not too far back at 187. But Ferrandis, if he has another one of these sixth, seventh, like – Mid middle of the top ten days, yeah. it could be done for him, dude. I don't think he does because I remember I him being sixth or seventh a few years ago, either last year or the year before at Southwick, and then winning. Yes. Like he's he's unbelievable at this at this track. He is so, but that field's deep. You better get a better. Like he can't start fifteenth every yeah. time, even yeah. in that sand. Even as fast as he is, yep. I don't think starting fifteenth will get it done. I don't know. I don't know who else could get in there. I don't know how Adam Ferrandis and Cooper aren't on your, on your podium in some ad, some some order, some some yeah. Manner, unless there's disaster for AC Sexton. But I mean, how is he though? Is he? I don't is, know. I have. have I've heard he was fine. I heard he was fine. I talked well, to Geico Honda Honda this week. See, it, it was not a meltdown of Tomac proportions. Do you remember Tomac yes, at Freestone? That's what I was thinking. Right. He, and that affected him all summer long. Apparently, now this, my source is the, on the team, so it's not a great source. Because <laughs> they're biased, right? Of course. But but they say Sexton is fine. He he's he's good. It wasn't it wasn't that bad of a meltdown, and he's been doing his regular stuff or whatever this week. So well, the thing with that, when you have that kind of a nasty hot meltdown, you'll feel fine all week, and you it, unless you have like a a stress test, you're not going to know unless he yeah. does it. And he's I'm, obviously he's not going to do a stress test between now and then. Yeah. So it's going to be the first yep. moto when we really find out. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm watching Roxon. I'm watching Sexton. I'm watching McAdoo. Right, I'm watching Adam. These are things that you know are kind of interesting to me this weekend. And I would sit McAdoo down. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't think they are, but yeah. I, I, right. So you he he passed out, right? Crashed, and I, maybe because of a pass out, I don't know. 
Well, he crashed the last turn, yeah. rode best, and I heard he passed out after that. If he truly passed out, dude, I, I would just sit him out. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no there's no championship for him. There's nothing going on. Yeah, it's like, not yeah, like he's like, AC and he's right there. Right, right. right. Uh, let's go to Jonathan on one. Jonathan, what's happening, man? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Yeah, I appreciate you making the time. First of all, is that Cooksey on the phone? It is yeah, Cooksey in studio. Hey, Cooksey, I just want to say I really appreciate your transparency in regards to the traumatic brain injuries you've had. I've struggled with that myself, and uh, I just appreciate the courage to share that you've had uh, some battles with that. Yeah, no worries. Uh, yeah, anything I could do to kind of help share the stuff that I've learned. So I was curious as to your each of your uh, top three favorite follows from motocross uh, social media or just people that you think have really bad account, badass accounts. And then hmm. in the 80s or 90s, who do you think back then would have had a great social media presence? Well, Chicken has a great one now, and he would have had a great one in the 90s. Um. I, I you know I don't know it's a good question. Dean is really good. Roxon's good. I like just honesty and transparency. I like Forkner. Forkner's really good. Transparency. Okay, He's updating yep. us on his right. Yeah. Uh, um, Seth Hamaker. He's yeah. pretty good. I, I don't. Like I don't. I don't follow him. Yeah. He's an amateur, so I'll, I'll wait till he turns pro. He'll be pro soon. <laughs> He's turning. Um, except for his seven shoulder surgery. Dean, Dean is good. I, I think I mentioned that. Um, Tits, what about you? Which which follows on social do you like? I'm not the guy to ask, Why? sadly. I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I've seen you post there. I post, but I don't frequent you oh, know, looking at go. other okay. things. Right. Are you guys allowed to look at Anderson's? Because I'm not. He's probably good, but I wouldn't know. No, I'm unblocked. I can see his, and from when I do see, it's mostly just him drinking Rockstar beverages. And <laughs> what, what about you, Jonathan? About Which ones do you like? Well, I'm going to count the vlogs or vlogs uh, that like Adam Cincerillo did. Uh, and I asked him in Oakland, I walked up and said, hey, why did you discontinue doing those? And he looked at me like I said, how much does your mom weigh? Just like disgusted <laughs> by my question and tried to ignore me. And really? then I heard him talk about on your show that he's really annoyed with like the Jane Stewart video questions and stuff like that. So I guess that was a little bit too close. No, that was him. no, that was fine. Look, he just stopped him because he wanted to focus on his racing. You know what I mean? He wanted to. It's such a bullshit uh, thing, though, like. He's not stopping them to focus on his racing. He could do the vlogs and do his racing and be fine. But the moment something goes wrong, then everyone will point to the vlogs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's all about so, the perception. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you guys, right. too, who do you think is getting in the way of their racing? Or is that not really an issue? That's just a uh, I don't. Th I don't think that's an issue. Look, you wake up in the morning, okay? You do 2.30s. You got yeah. an hour now. You got an hour to get out of your truck and change. That's, five, that's, that, that's, that's two hours of the day. You've gone for a bicycle ride. That's another hour. You've put in four hours a day for your profession. Yeah. There's still 20 left. Like, yeah. you have time. Like, yeah. you, you have this, these riders and, and everybody thinking that they're just all grinding away. Dude, they're putting four to five hours a day into their craft, which is awesome and very hard. But there's still lots of time left in a day, you know? Well, let's be honest. It's not real hard to have your buddy walk around filming you. It's not like I'm sure Adam's sitting down doing all the editing himself. But, I'm but, sure he has but, somebody. But these, I was under the impression he was. But these ja I think he is doing the editing. But these jackasses that go, oh, you know, maybe less time vlogging, more time practicing Adam, and you wouldn't have lost this Supercross okay. title. Yeah, like, they're that's, idiots. You just no, got to ignore but them. But that's though. what the riders are going against, right? That's what they're up against. That's what they're doing. And I always say to those guys, the guy probably put in five hours today of hard work, and, and now he's recovering. Now he's resting. I've been texting with Adam, and he's, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm at Chipotle. I'm watching the NBA, like whatever. Like he, you know, he's got a normal life, which brings me around to the point, um, Jonathan, that he could do this vlog if he really wanted to. 
He's just right. scared. I miss them. So, uh, they were good. Yeah, they were good, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Thanks. For the time. Appreciate it. Uh, Jason Thomas coming up here shortly on the uh, on the show. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, man? Good. Good. What's going on? Uh, so, Kate Clayson, he's been released. I saw that. Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah. Can we expect him back? Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll force. I mean, is he ready to go? Or well, I don't think he's ready to go. He's been racing Canadian Nationals, but um, he's uh, he's going to do Supercross next year, I believe. Yeah, he wants to. I'm actually going to okay. do a podcast with him in about an hour from now. Can you? Is that right? Yo, yeah. I'm totally new to this. What what went down? What what they say? They just said he he's ready to go. He's his suspension's over. Just conveniently, just <laughs> just. And when did this news drop? Drop today. Oh my God! But it, 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 hey, good for them. I'm it, glad. I don't care. It's I'm glad about a week over. and a half old, but but yeah, they finally came out with it publicly. Like, yeah, but there was no like. We're he, sorry. <laughs> they never had a penalty. They never announced a penalty. Think about it. They've never said yeah. when you can come back racing. They just said now you're back. You know, they, they, with James Stewart, they said 16 months or Brock Tickle. They like, they gotta go. Like they gotta oh, go. Oh, it's a fucking joke. It is such a joke. And now we got this Craig thing stuff going on. Dude, like, exactly. it, it is such a shit show, and it's embarrassing that Feld and AMA and the OEMs put up with this. They should be ashamed at what at what the what they brought on and who they're dealing with and how these people deal with them. They should absolutely well, what, be disgusted. What really is is kind of BS is that. It, it doesn't help other riders who are in his same situation avoid potentially finding themselves, you know, in a career-ending or career-altering situation. Yeah. Because there's no information that comes out about, yeah. you know. No, what, there's nothing, yeah. What, what did Kate do wrong? Oh, well, it, he, he's, it's just over now. Uh, yeah. But ho- hopefully none of you guys accidentally step on this, too. We're not going to tell you what it was he stepped on or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, well, well with, with, with Cade, he was taking Adderall. He had a TUE. He submitted to yeah. UE. They said, uh, we need more information. He submitted another TUE, never heard back, then got busted. And they said, oh, yeah, we still hadn't cleared your TUE. And he's like, well, I never heard anything. And they said, well, until you heard from us, you couldn't have been – you shouldn't have took that. That was his penalty. Yeah. And, you know, basically they never, ever said anything about, hey, this is the amount of time you have to serve. It's such a joke. So, Well, and the, the penalties is what I have a huge problem with because, I mean, if you can if you can – Bust guys for taking stuff because I think that I'm positive there's people that take stuff. They're athletes. They're competitive. They're going to look for every edge they can, especially after recovering from like the WW Ranch. Do I think they were using? I don't know, but you cannot give Christian Craig a two-year penalty for a trace amount of something. You just yeah, can't. Uh, yeah. Six uh, races. Boom. Justin, you uh, you want to fly racing roller grande gear bag? Of course. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for asking yeah, about buddy. Kate. Appreciate it. Stay tuned for that podcast that I'm doing. It'll be out early next week. All right. Uh, Absolutely. Stay on hold. Tits will get your information. So. All right. All right. Thanks to Fly Racing for giving away that roller going to gear bag. Ratcliffe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey. Good afternoon. How's it going, guys? What's going on? Um, just a quick one. I wanted to mention that there's also a bunch of strange testing things going on in the mountain bike world. I saw something. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I saw something. Martin Mays got busted for something his doctor prescribed him to go with antibiotics so that the antibiotics would be more effective and it's apparently also a masking agent which who knows very interesting also uh i wanted to mention jeff walker okay yeah is that uh, uh is that the guy uh, michael Lindsay helps out and knows pretty well He's, he was talking about him on the show right privateer guy maybe yeah i think so yeah uh, he yeah. just does really good vlogs so i wanted to mention that he does really good social media for you know, an amateur guy really just trying to make the make the motos. Yeah, I need does to. A great job. I really. 
I, I need no. Oh, I need to check it out. I've heard, you're not the only guy that's told me that. Like, like few people have told me that. So, dude, thanks for the reminder. I actually wanted to check that out and forgot his name. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Walker, and I really like how he films like his practice sessions and his qualifying because you know he may not even make the mains, but goes through what was working and what wasn't, and it'd be really cool to see, you know, yeah. some of the highest level riders do the same thing as well. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I'll, I'll check it out, and that's uh, so everybody can look at Jeff Walker for the first vlogs, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see see. Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Awesome. Thank you. Um, all right. Um, Jason Thomas coming up here shortly, hopefully, on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by Get Pro Taper and the folks at Maxis and 100%. The new Armega goggle is out now, of course. Um, hey, so Pierce Brown, TLD KTM rider, is going to ride Loretta's coming up this week, coming up this year. Uh, there's a new rule. You can ride three races or 40 point limit. So if you score more than 40 points, you can do – if, you, if you, you win, you can run three races. Just If you score more than 40, just three races. No, no. You, 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 if, you, if you're at 39 points, yeah. you can enter the race. If you have 40 or more, you cannot race. So okay. you can do one race, two. But if you have less than 40, you can do three, up to three. Okay, that's fair. Do I, you, I do love you like rule. this rule? I love okay. that rule. That you're wrong. So Why am I wrong? Explain wrong. to me why I'm wrong. <sighs> We're already at the point, Cooksey. Where amateurs get everything, these, these elite amateurs, I, what is there, three or four per OEM, whatever there is. You know, let's say there's, let's say there's uh, 15 amateurs, okay, that are on the OEM's A program or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, six OEMs and 15 guys. They already get salary. They get gear money. They get help. They get the best bikes, okay? Now, besides all that, you're going to say, hey, bro. Go ahead and dip your toe in that national water if you want. Your team can take you and 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 pay for everything. Um, go ahead and, and 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 we'll see how you do. And if you don't do good enough, don't worry about it. Meanwhile, so th- so Pierce Brown shows up. This is a so I don't like that rule because of that. They're already okay. getting everything. They're already getting everything they want outside of being a pro. And now you can be a pro. So I don't like that. Two. Somebody brought this up to me the other day. You're racing pro nationals. Three of them. You're doing very well. You're raising the best of the best. Now you're going to Loretta's. If you're Johnny Appleseed, okay, and you have a a you're a good rider, but you're not on that elite level, you're now lining. So those fucking guys already have you for 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 no schooling. They don't go to school. They already make tons of money. They already have the best bike, right? All okay. Now you're gonna go up to Loretta's, Johnny Appleseed racing a dude who Pierce Brown who raced pro nationals like. What else? What what else in the deck can get stacked against okay, you? I agree with all that. Okay, except well that, for ex, no. Hold on, I'm not done. <laughs> except for the racing part. This way, Jordan Bailey could come out a, a little bit early, test the waters, and realize, hey, maybe I need another year. Some of these guys that get in there one year, one and done, and they're just never heard from again. Maybe this won't happen. Maybe this will force them Dude. to change a little bit. Hold on, I gave you time. Now. You you can give the how about this a guy a little known guy by Jeremy McGrath had won the Vegas Supercross and still raced amateur nationals I believe he raced Loretta's the year he won uh, it used to happen it used to no, happen I know yeah because they had the yeah, pro am yeah yep yeah, yeah, no for sure I get and it. that's essential and they can only run one class yeah they wouldn't get a national number a pro- they wouldn't get national numbers is what the deal was but there. it's essentially a pro am right. that they can run they can't run the stock yeah, class at Loretta's but, I get it it's cool but those days are long gone that's that were days where Jeremy was in a three rail trailer with Jack you know getting a little getting some bikes and parts okay. So now we're at another level with these amateurs. Like we're just, 
It's just that's a fair like, point, and I agree. The amateurs like, is just it's fucking stupid. Like, okay, it, it's stupid, and now you're giving those guys another leg up on everybody by letting them race some nationals. See, I don't and, think and your Jordan Bailey example is fair, except Jordan Bailey's in his second year of being a full factory rider. Like, bro, if you ain't figured it out by now, you know you're not going to get it. No, you give these guys three. Three years. Okay, so, okay. Uh, how, how old is Jordan Bailey? I don't know. He's got to be 19. I think he's 19. I don't know. So, 19 years old. Show me another professional sport where 19's developed. There's not one, because you there, don't there are, develop there completely. There's a lot, but anyways. Well, unless if you're LeBron James, but a lot of athletes develop later. You need to give them a little bit more time. They don't. They're running them through this amateur system. I'm with you. I'm with you, but except you can turn pro when you're 16. So, if you, you I, your point is valid. 19, you, you're an idiot at 19. Your point is valid. However... To fix that, you now make the rule being a pro, uh, you have to be 19 to be a pro. Like, the ruling is the fact that you can be 16 as a pro racer. That's the problem. The problem is these teams sign them way too young, and they're pot committed, well, and course. they've got to turn them in. This is literally, this is, what this, this does is helps the series get more people, let people dip their toe in. It's not even it's affect, a pro, it's, it's a not pro. affecting the problem the problem's there it's no, screwed yeah, yeah, i'm with no. you yeah, this it's, is it's, this is not a band-aid and it, it's not neither good nor bad for the amateur system it just helps the guys a little bit and i'm okay with that jason thomas what's up buddy how are you fly racing zone hey guys what's up jt money can i have a weather report please for selfwick <laughs> this weekend uh it's gonna be hot i don't think it's gonna rain but uh what 89 on saturday which will should feel pretty hot for southwick but i don't think we're gonna be have a meltdown like uh, like you were complaining about in Florida, it was fine. Um, hey, wh- where do you where do you stand on this rule that C- Chris Cooksey and I were just debating on this this amateur rule? So it's three races or forty points for these yep. for these guys. Pierce Brown has um, hold on. Pierce Brown has uh, eighteen already, so he might yep. you know he might only have two races before he can race. I don't like it. I don't. I think what, it's. What's, I think, what's the downside of it? That's my, my point. Okay, the downside of it is, A, you're taking away spots from people that are really pros. Okay, so one, one less guy made the motos that was, is an actual pro rider. Two. Wait, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you say he should, if, if an amateur is beating you, are you really a pro at that point? Yeah, it's fair. Well, he, then, I mean, Pierce Brown got 12th. So he beat McElrath, Hartraff, Masterpool, Oldenburg, Peters, Davalos. Maybe those guys should go I'm home. Saying, Maybe McElrath shouldn't be a pro. In the spirit of your argument, though, if you're worried about an amateur beating you, are you are you seriously a pro, or is it just kind of a hobby at that point? Well, he beat a lot of guys, though. I, I'm not saying Pierce Brown is going to be crazy good. That's that's an extreme example. But if you're if you're sitting at home going, man, I got a, I got amateurs coming this weekend, I would question where you're at in this career Dude, path. So you don't think it's okay listen, for Jordan Jarvis these, to do it? These guys, JT, they get everything already. They get it. They get the money. They get the bikes. They get the support. Okay. So what so, is it hurting? So the one question. thing, the one thing that they can't be is professionals. That's the one thing. And we're giving them that too. We're giving them the fact that they can go be a pro for three races or 40 points. So, hey, guys, listen, you already have advantage over everybody else at Loretta's. You know what? We're also going to let you jump in the pro. And as somebody pointed out to me. Um, can everybody do that? What do you mean? You're, who are they having? Who do they have an advantage over at Loretta? Everybody can do it. Yeah, but you're gonna. So you're okay. So you're gonna ask somebody who doesn't have nearly the support or the machine to show up and go spend extra money to drive to WW Ranch to race. What if they live no, near they don't WW? Have to do WW Ranch, go to your local race. 
Okay, but again, they don't have the equipment. They don't have. They, they got to spend more what, money. What do you mean they don't have the equipment? That's they don't they race? What are they going to race to go red? Okay, so Johnny Appleseed's bike, Johnny Appleseed's bike is the same as Pierce Brown's. Probably not, but it's right. not be is, the same is Zane Merritt's the same as Pierce Brown? No, it's not going to be the same as Loretta's. I'm just saying, like, dude, are you pro or are you no, amateur? I, I know what you're. I know yeah. you're just saying, but I don't know what I don't know what you're saying. Okay, well, I I just why. Why give these guys the one thing they can't have and they want so badly? You're also giving it to them. No, you're just letting don't them dip their toe. Don't you think there's an upside to some of these kids? And I would have been one of them. So I just give so a little bit of behind the curtains here. At the end of 1995, I was thinking about going pro. I was uh, just turning 16, and that would have been the plan. So I was younger than 16, you go pro. That's how it works, right? For everybody. Yeah. Well, I wasn't ready. And. It wasn't until I went and rode with a few pro guys practicing that I realized I wasn't ready. So wouldn't you think it would be nice for some of these guys to have an opportunity to go try it? And if it doesn't go well, be like, you know what? I'm not ready yet. I need to go, I need to go race and I need to go practice more before they declare themselves as pros and it's over. Like that. Once you're in, you jump in the deep end. If you're not ready, you're screwed. So I don't see a huge downside to letting these guys try it See if it's the right move for them. If it's not, great. Go back and race amateurs and get better and then give it another shot before you have to jump in, maybe fail, and then you're done because everybody's going to write you off like we're seeing with Cantrell and Falk and all these guys right now. So you just want to back up the amateurs even more? Because if you're not quite ready, you're going to sit down in amateurs even more? This doesn't affect I would, that. I would, rather, I would rather see amateurs come in prepared than I would see them fail and bounce out of the sport. Yes. I don't see how these guys could come in and, and not be ready or not be prepared or not understand. These are elite guys that have been homeschooled with the best bikes and all the money. You know, they know what it takes. They know what they know what the deal I mean, is. They live at these riding talk, facilities. Ask, ask, Justin Cooper ask didn't. Ask Tyler Keefe about it. Ask Tyler Keefe about it. Ask him how his amateur to pro program is going right now. You would, <laughs> do you think those guys would have done better had they had three races? No, I think they maybe they would have realized that they had some more work to do. Uh, yeah, I, it, it, the whole thing reeks of a participation trophy for me. Like, hey, guys, look, go jump in and be a pro. The one thing you want in life is to be a professional, but we're going to let you try. And if you don't work out, just go back. It's fine. Yeah, just go not? back. Go yeah, back. And yeah. That's this reeks you of. don't do well, hey, this is your wake-up call that you need to get better if you're going to make it in this sport at a high level. Or maybe go to college. Right. Anything well, but going in. And, I think anything to help prevent guys failing prematurely when maybe they would make it if they were more prepared i'm all for giving these guys every opportunity to make it i wish i would have had that you know my first year of supercross i wasn't ready i made three main events had i known that maybe i would have prepared a little bit better but i thought i was going to do well you know there was no trial period like that for me and my point to this jt is i don't think this is making the amateur problem i'm with Steve on everything about how bad the amateurs is and all that, but I don't think this affects that. I, I don't think it affects it positive or negatively. It just lets them kind of help transition to pro a little smoother. All right, let's take. I some, don't think okay. your I don't think your overall point's wrong. I think you you angling on this as the, the linchpin to all this. No, it's not. The, it's not the linchpin. It's just another example of something that were. Here's why they did it. They didn't do it. I believe to help riders to adjust be a pros. I don't think anybody looked at Cantrell and Bailey, and said, you know what? If they had gotten three races, maybe they wouldn't be where they're at. I don't believe that was the case. I believe the case is we're going to get some hype going. We're going to sell tickets. We're going to get the interest in our series flowing. 
with with uh, uh, Pierce Brown and and Mumford and and Schmoda racing some nationals. Hold on, hold that on, that hold was on. the point. You think you think that the the majority customer base or viewer base of racing knows who Derek Drake or Joe Shimoda is? I believe it, it it gets the hype of the series going. Yes, I don't I don't agree with you. I don't think that ninety percent of the people watching the race on Saturday know who Joe Shimoda is. Okay, but those I, those ten percent would really be excited for it. It's Joe Shimoda's okay, brother. Well, that's, that's a few thousand people. Like, right. oh, oh, <laughs> I don't know okay. what to tell you. Uh, all right, let's get some phone calls here before we wrap up on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Brady, what's up? You want to talk about Cameron McAdoo? Yeah, hey, Steve. Um, first off, before I ask um, my question, I just wanted to mention that I had a really, really good uh, fantasy weekend at WWE Ranch. I actually finished in the top 100, so I'm nice. on that. Good job. Way to, um, way to go. Thank you. Um so my question is, do you guys think uh, McAdoo will be in the picture for TLD next year? Yeah, I, I do. JT, I, I can't see. I think Cameron would have to really struggle, which I don't think he's going to do, to not be on that team next year. It's going to be interesting. I don't know, man. They, I'm interested to see how that entire program looks next year. Uh, I can tell you that if he keeps putting his motorcycle into the top ten, it's going to be really hard to not find a spot because they're really struggling to, to get guys into the top 10. Yep, I, I, I believe so too. Uh, Chris, what's up? You want to talk about our live show coming up? Oh, yeah, yeah. And also, if uh, you read your uh, MX Vice column, you uh, you already talked about who everyone's going to go to next year, I think. Yeah, I had my Silly Season column. But yes, nobody yeah. reads that, huh? Oh, uh, no, I think people read it. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, I do. So. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I know. I'm stoked you guys are coming up there to uh, Portland um, Friday night. Are you guys going to be going uh, to watch PIR on Thursday? Uh, that's a hard no for me. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I will not be a PIR. <laughs> I, I'm going to go check I've it out. Been there. Are you? Okay. Oh, yeah. I've been there the last Cool. Is that JT that's uh, checking out? No, no that's Cooksey. JT's trying to talk right oh, now, but uh, you're talking over him. All right, cool. Hey, JT, did someone talk okay. about how the sand compares from... <laughs> <right>, never mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. You're all right. What were you asking? Oh, I was talking about the sand comparing. Did you already talk about that? Uh, this weekend, from, uh, last weekend? Yeah, from last weekend to this weekend. Because JT's well, raced both no. of them, huh? No, he's never raced no, the ranch, No, I did bro. not race. I did not race ranch. But they added a ton of uh, clay to WW Ranch since the USGP when I was there. Uh, so, uh-huh. yeah, I think I think uh, you, that WW Ranch is much harder and much ruddier. Like, it's just a completely different soil than what you'll see at Southwick. Um. Now, Southwick is... It's sand, but it's not even a true sand. It's kind of a hard base sand, but yeah, they're significantly different now. I asked a couple Damn. of riders. I said, "They, this place looks sandier than Southwick to me." One person agreed with me. One person said, "No way." Like they were like two. Like I, I was like, "Okay, I thought it was sandier." Southwick sand is from days of JT USGP. racing. USGP was. Yeah, I agree. Right. USGP was. I, I don't think it is now. It's got so much more clay in right. it now. Um. But. All right, Chris. So, do you get tickets for what? the uh, Portland show, Alberta Rose Theater? Huh? No, I haven't yet. Well, get them, bro. What are you waiting on? Oh, I don't making sure I can get the day off of work. No, you're good, dude. It's seven o'clock. Dude, you're, fu- you're fine. Oh, go okay. to, go to those live right. shows, dude. Well, they're I'm good. Like six, I'm like six hours away, but I'm planning a trip to Wash Google. All right, yeah, you'll make it. No problem. Give your boss my right. num- give your boss this number if he needs to call. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm hoping I can even get off the day before and make it to PIR. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'd like to make a big trip out of it. So. All right. Okay. All right. JT and Steve go next level at the live show. You'll get some stuff that's just, it's good. They're, they're hammering. <laughs> they're, they're, they're fun. They're, they're a lot of fun. I'll, I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, JD, you want to talk about Fast Freddy? Yeah, I just want to tell you that he's going to be just fine. 
the team and the bike are good. They're good. We both know that. And he's not a bitch snowflake that's going to complain about every little aspect of of the bike and the settings and all that shit. He's just going to go out and hammer. Dude, so but he's going to be okay. fine. So you think on the JGR bike, you think Freddie goes 8-9? I'm going to say the first race, maybe two. I'm going to say maybe 10-12. Okay, JT, what do you think? Uh, he's had a really poor track record at Southwick. So I don't know if he's going to do all that well. I think he'll be fine, like Redbud. Maybe he bounces back. But Southwick hasn't been traditionally a great race for him in the past. I mean, I would say, honestly, it's probably been his worst. So hopefully he can overcome that. He just I don't think he rode a lot of sand growing up. So. Yeah, he said he's a sand guy now. Somehow he told me he's a sand guy. Okay, well, so. hopefully that. Right. Okay. I know he used to really struggle there, so hopefully that's figured out. Uh, thanks, J.D. Appreciate it, man. You got it. Thank you. I, I got a feeling Cooksey and I were talking about this earlier, J.T. This is going to be – this isn't going to backfire on G, on JGR. It's not going to backfire. That's too strong of a word. But he's not going to do as good, and everyone's going to light JGR up on, on social media. It's, it's always scary hiring somebody coming off their best finish ever. <laughs> That's well, dude, always scary. Um, we, we, he's been freaking riding a Honda for 10 years. You know, yep. I mean, the guy knows that you get factory. Oh, that's, that's what I mean is yeah. ask somebody to change everything coming off their best results ever. And it's going to look like you are the problem when it's just change. Change is the problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, all right, let's get to AJ. Last call here. AJ, what's up? You want to talk about the uh, amateur deal? Yeah, I was just, uh, I was thinking back that right now you have this kid from Oklahoma that's been doing really good in the PGA tour that is an amateur and has been passing up all this money to keep his amateur status. Right. But it's been a like good building block for him. And then he comes back to the collegiate golfing championship and kicks everybody's ass. So I, for me, uh, I also, I for motocross kid who now races race cars and we have the series we race with has a national series and a regional series. We'll go cut some of us guys that race the regional series. We'll go get our ass kicked on at the national series, then come back and the regional series seems so much easier. So if I were a kid that was a 10 through 20 kid in the A class, I'd be loading up trying to go to three nationals and it'll make a Loretta's feel a lot easier. Even if you know, the equipment, obviously Pierce is going to show up to Loretta's on the same bike he's racing right now. So you're going to be down on equipment no matter what. But I think that experience from racing pro, you know, going to a WW or a Millville will help you at Loretta. Well, Jay, the 1995 Jason Thomas thinks it would have helped him as well. So, well, I'm, I right. just think it's not. They're not saying that only Pierce Brown and level guys can do this. It's it's open yeah, to anybody. Let, yeah, let's spend more money. Let's 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 do more of that. <laughs> yeah, that that's great. Uh, thanks, your, AJ. Your, Good points. Thank your you. Your problem is a moving target. No problem. No, it's not. It's it, the whole thing's a joke. It's all a joke. Everything's a joke. I agree. Most of that's a joke, <laughs> except for this. Um, all right, JT, we got to run. Um, who's who's winning this weekend? Uh, I will take uh, Ferrandis in the two fifty class, and I will take Eli in the four fifty class. Yeah. I, I'm very confident in both of those. I cannot argue that, Cooksey. I'm going to go with Alex Martin. No, I'm just kidding. Alex Martin? <laughs> no, Ferrandis. We were good at He's WWF. Be, and he'll be good this weekend. He'll be top 10. But I'm going to go Ferrandis and be Tomac, top unless Tomac beats Tomac. He'll be top 10. Do you think that when, when Coy signs that check, JT, that that's what he, 
That's the goal. Who <laughs> will be top ten? Well, it seemed like Alex was happy about his seven six. So I don't know what you guys are worried about. <laughs> yeah, I think he was. All right, JT, you're out there selling twenty twenty fly racing gear. I am. And uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate. it. We'll see you this weekend, man. Thank you. Okay, guys. See you later. All right, thank you. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. That's it for another week. Brought to you by Maxis, 100% Pro Taper Get. Cooksy, thanks for coming by. Anytime, man. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the Starbucks. Appreciate it. I hope you don't want to punch me over the amateur argument. No, we don't. Uh, (laughs) Next Wednesday, everybody. Wednesday. We'll do it again uh, on the Noon Hour Show. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See you next week.